Sammy's quote for the day every day is, let's make this happen. Let's make it a good day. Because <laughs> you never know what is going to rain. <laughs> and that's not being negative. <laughs> Fabulous to meet you. Do, 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 do. Sammy, hello, hello. It's so fabulous to meet you. My parents are from the Caribbean, so from Grenada, beautiful island. So it's the island of spice. So that's where all your nutmeg and cinnamon and all that comes from. And um, they came to London, you know, when they were sort of quite sort of in their early 20s. Raised in London, basically, I'm British. (laughs) quite nice to have the roots you know the Caribbean roots which is really nice so we can you know we still very much embrace that so that's who I am um I work for an estate agent but before that I used to teach in the nursery so I've had a I've gone through a transition of going from teaching to traveling and now (laughs) working for an estate agency in property the last time we spoke, you were saying amazing things and you're always so animated when, when we see you and you just light up every room, you know, because oh, of, of your, it, it's the truth. And you, you were telling me that every morning you wake up and do something. The music goes on and as you're getting ready and putting your clothes on and makeup, I look in the mirror and sometimes go, oh my God, you're so gorgeous. I love you. So cute. <laughs> And you're looking amazing as I'm applying my lipstick and blow drying my hair. <laughs> Just another little reminder how fabulous I am. I tell myself that every day. So even in my thought, it's going to be a good day. So that's how I start off. I mean, I lived in Hong Kong for about, you know, for seven years. Um, and unfortunately, I got divorced in Hong Kong. So I got married, I got divorced out there. And I think that, you know, when you go through things in your life, you either set your mind to the negativity that's happened. Obviously, it was negative. But if you make that negativity stuck in a gear and you carry through the rest of your life, that's it. And I wanted to change my gears because I knew that I wasn't a negative person anyway. So I had to reset the gear again to reshift the mind and think positively. And I remember after I was going through my divorce, I used to, um, I had to sort of use five positive words in the day and I'd have them up in the mirror, around the flat. And I knew that if I could get that word, use that word and I've done it and I've used it so many times, that word will come down. Then I do the next one. And so when I finished all five words, then I do another five words. Exuberant, joy, happiness, laughter, peace. You know, and I had to use those. Sometimes you, we have these qualities. Sometimes we never use them until sometimes you need to, you need to be tested in some form. So I think after that long period of time, I already set my mind back then to positivity. And you know what? It's actually stuck with me. I mean, I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of, you know, quotes. I listen to, I always say you set your mind with what you absorb. So the people you surround yourself with, the books you read, the music that you listen to, 
the movies that you watch, it's about your character and how you are. So if you're filled with, you know, fun and laughter, a little bit of everything, that's what makes your mind, you know, scream out positivity or fabulousness or trying to do the best that you can, really, in it, life. It's such an important message. And Samir, what do you do if, like, negative thoughts come or, or negative, neg- negative people come your way or anything like that? How do you handle that? Do you sometimes have yeah, low moments or how do you handle those? Yeah, things? of course. I mean, you, 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 I think you, when those negative things come along, you have to deal with them. So you have to think, right, okay, this is what I'm having. That's okay. You need to have them. You have them, but then I make sure it doesn't carry on to the next day. Have your moment. If you need to have a cry, you need to have a rant, you need to tell a friend, if you need to drink more than a glass of wine, have it, but then move on. It's yesterday's news. It's not my today's news. That was yesterday's. And that's how I move it along. We all will get ups and downs and lows, highs and lows. Um, but you, it's important to embrace it, but then don't live in it and then move it on. That is so important. And I know for myself, when I've had low times in my life, um, what I, and also, what I've also taught my children as well is that when you're having those low moments, even if you're like crying or you're feeling terrible or you're feeling desperate or whatever, mm. I always say really go into those moments. If you're feeling yes. desperate, really feel desperate and make sure you feel the most desperate yeah, that you possibly exactly. can in that moment exactly. and really go there. And then you can snap out of it quickly. And so you give yourself That's the good. permission, like you've just said, you give yourself the permission to really go yeah. into what you're feeling and then you come out of it. Now going, I'm going through like, you know, perimenopause, it's very important that, you know, some days that you just feel like, oh my God, I want to have a cry. So it's like, okay, that's okay. But sometimes it does, the crimes that come out, I'm like, oh my God, I need to make myself cry. So you know what? I'm going to watch the saddest movie, the, the saddest song. <laughs> and then you're like, woo, okay, that's good. That's what I needed. Shake it all out, like you say to kids, give yourself a moment, go and punch some Play-Doh, scream it out, then done it. It's very important to allow those endorphins to float to the top. But if you don't release, release the negative energy, negativity has to be released. You can't hold it and store it. Yes. That's where mental problems will come in. So are Grenadians, do you call yourselves Grenadians? Are they Grenadians? My, 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 well, my mum, I'm not Grenadian, but my, my parents are Grenadians. They're very happy-going, gorgeous, beautiful people. Because the island is so small in the Caribbean, I think it becomes like a, a, a community in itself. I think the island only has, I think it's probably now, maybe about 95,000 people. So it's not a, a lot of people. So... You can get around the, I mean, you can go around the whole island in one day. And I think that's, um, then you travel around, you get to know people. I think that's a very Caribbean life anyway, it's not just a Grenadian thing. I think Caribbean, Caribbean people are quite very open, uh, very bubbly, very sharing about food and laughter and, you know, good old rum, uh, that sort of thing. 
sitting by the veranda, having a chat in the evening. It's so different from the city and England life. <laughs> no one has watches. I'm running around doing the school run. You're looking by the moon going, oh, is that the time already? Okay. But my mum, she is another fabulous woman. Oh, my God. If you're talking about fabulous, it's definitely when my mother... I mean, she is not only she beautiful um, on the outside, but inside her beauty, her beauty exuberates out. Very, very calm. Never, ever. Very rarely shouted. She said, housework will always be there when we come back. Off you go. We're all out. Out and about. Rain, snow, shine, hailstones. We were out. <laughs> and have you um, done a lot of sort of self uh, personal development over the years or yeah I have I have I've had I think as I said after you know I have a divorce I did a lot of um self-analysis of myself it's almost like the onion and I wanted to unpeel all the layers and then put them back in the correct order and then obviously when we had the COVID and we had that lockdown I did a, a, a course on social psychology um, and I also did a Berkman course, um, which is a sort of questionnaire and you have someone that teaches you on the other end and it concentrates on your strengths. What are your strengths and how do your strengths fit in with your everyday life, whether it's your work, whether it's your relationships, whatever everything that you do. And then also maybe where your weakness could be. And I was like, Whoa! this is good <laughs> anything about self-help that I can better myself then I'm it's, that's what I'm about what you put in is what you get out so if you plant the seeds of negativity you're going to get weeds if you plant the seeds of water positivity it will grow flowers so I want to grow flowers I don't want to grow weeds you might have the odd weeds now and then you just need to root them out and cultivate yourself at the garden so it can flourish and blossom. And that's how I view it. It's very important to have those self-help things, you know, whatever you have to do to do self-help. Reading books, positive books, a lot of positive books about women, a lot of women authors that have been very empowering to me as well. So, yeah. So, again, it's about what you feed your mind in. Is what you're going to get out. I love that. And tell me a little bit more about your life in London. What sort of friends do you have? I've been very fortunate in the line of work that I've been in to meet some fabulous people. My my life in London is um, I'm very city based. I live on Tower Bridge Road, so right at the end of my road is literally the Tower. So I love going to Borough Market. The so Borough Market's very international. When it comes to food, oh my goodness, the colours when you walk into the market, the displays of food of all different continents, from the cheeses to the wines to the to the spices, everything that you can get there, different international teas. Um, and then we've got, I love art. So I go to a lot of art galleries as well. London's beautiful, actually, I love it. It's just uh, a big soup pot in one place, all different nationalities in one area. 
So it's really nice. And that's why you can embrace the different types of food, the sharing, the understanding, just all coming together. And I think that's very, very important to me. I need to be amongst a little bit of everybody because that's part of my personality. Yeah, I did get that sense that you actually need to have the kind of um, the, the influence and the energy from different types yes. of diverse, diverse yes. people. Diversity, yeah. And, and, yeah. and London is very diverse and it's very energetic. Yes. And that does suit my personality. But by all means, I mean, I love going to the country, as you know. I love going to the sea. I mean, the sounds of the sea and the ocean, I can just let myself be free. And that's also important to me. So I do love that, that kind of escapism where you can go to the country and have calmness. So Sammy, going back to books, and um, you said you did a lot of reading of positive books. Do you have any names of authors or or particular favourites? I love Michelle Obama. Every single woman needs to read Becoming. That woman is fabulous. And she, that's the kind of woman that's gone through everything. So empowered, but yet so humble and rise herself all the way up. Boom. First lady, first black woman into the White House. Well, that's just history in itself, right? That's the making of history. And it's very interesting, her quotes, the way she thinks, Oprah Winfrey, I find very empowering. My friends, they gave me a year's book subscription last year. So I had every uh, one book each month. I didn't know what book was coming. I wanted my general just to let me know what I liked. But what was so beautiful, a lot of, some of them were true stories, but they were international writers. Japan, uh, a writer from Sri Lanka. And it's really nice to just embrace different people because it's the understanding of a game, culture. I love that. Mm. And that book subscription sounds amazing because I love surprises. So yes. if a package comes every month and you don't know what's in it, that must be my <laughs> idea of heaven. I know. It was. It was so good. I was like, oh, and it would come and you would quickly open it because you didn't know what it was. Oh, like a lucky and like, package. Yes, absolutely. Oh. I call my Sunday Soul Sunday. Soul Sunday is listening to soul music and get into my book. I mean, that's just so, so amazing. Soul Sunday. Even on Spotify, actually, there's a, a playlist called Soul Sunday and it's just lovely. It's just the most kind of Sunday, chilled, calm, but groovy, nice, calming music that feeds the soul. You think, oh, that's really good. I remember that tune, bringing back memories, but also while you're reading, with your coffee on the sofa. Sunday. I'm that. It's going to become Soul Sunday <laughs> as well for me now, I think. Good. Yeah, go ahead. Steal it. I don't mind. <laughs> Sammy, how do you deal with racism? Do Are you on, on the receiving end of a lot of racism in your, in your life? No. Family? No. Do you know what? Not at all. I've been really, I mean, obviously, as I said, I've been in London for such a long time. Um, I think even when I've, like, travelled, um, I mean, when I lived in Hong Kong, I don't think it wasn't really racism. I think they just didn't understand like where I came from. But I've never ever, I've never really experienced that. And when my mum, you know, sort of married um, my stepfather because he's English, my mum's Caribbean, so I've got mixed race brothers. 
But I don't think I personally did, you know, I haven't had it directed to me, whether it's been indirected and not kind of let it go over my head. And I really don't know. But no, I can't say I've really had it completely oh. at me, which is which is kind of be be good. And I think that if it did or in any way, then I just it would come down to ignorance um, and people not being educated. Um, I've just been doing a lot of like actually doing the the other part of the COVID. I did a lot of also Black history um, reading. Is it David Olalubu? He wrote the book Black and British. No, I haven't heard of that. That sounds good. Oh, he's mixed race. And he did the history of, you know, where slavery came from, but the black and the British. And it goes all the way back into the 16th century, obviously up to modern day. And it's beautiful. And I just think people just need to be educated. And I think if they're educated, they would have a better understanding. And I think that's really important because you need to gain like the problems, you need to go into the root, pull the root out, then things can flourish. That's just the same with with racism. You need to go to the root and to educate yourself to overcome that way of thinking. If the world were just made up with one colour, if your food was one colour, you ate one colour every day, if the trees and the flowers are only one colour, It'll be so boring. boring. Diversity, and it's diversity, and it's there for a reason. My brothers, I think when they were growing up, you know, they, with with sort of being young and being stopped by the police and things like that, you know, that they, 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 they found that sort of hard once or twice. And it has been sort of negative. But, I mean, now they're adults and they've got their own children. But, again, then you just have to educate your children, you know, how yeah. to react to things and, you know, what to say and how to behave if you do get stopped. But it hasn't been a big, it hasn't been an issue with us at all as a family, which is good, really. So um, I was speaking to a, I'm so happy to hear that, firstly. And I was speaking yeah. to another friend of mine the other day, and she um, had freckles. She's got freckles. And yeah. she said that as a child, um, she was bullied a lot for her freckles. And, you know, bullying is still such a problem um, mm. in society. And, you mm. know, when she said that, I thought to myself, yes, it's not the first time that I've spoken to people who've experienced bullying. I think we all know people who have been bullied in some shape or form. And it upset me so much. And I thought to myself, you know, bullying or having been bullied is one of the obstacles to fabulosity. Because fabulosity is all about being an individual and letting your individuality shine. And Mm. if you've been bullied in some form in your life, that definitely stifles your your uniqueness, isn't it? Because she was bullied for her freckles, so she would have Mm. now covered up her freckles. So there's another beautiful part of her that she was now hiding because she was bullied Mm. for it. And every time you get bullied, you just kind of get, get smaller and smaller, isn't it? So... Part yeah. of my mission is going to be that we need to really understand bullying and, and stamp out yes. bullying because why yes. does bullying still exist? And I think it comes back to what you were saying is getting to the root of the problem. Mothers yes. need to instill in their children yes. that, we, that we want diversity. We want to eat different yes. color foods. We want people, yes. friends of different colors. We want to go to different yes. countries. And it's all about diversity. Yeah. It's the spice of life. There it comes. Yes, again. exactly. 
Um, Do you have a comment on that? I think schools are now, but only sort of now in the past five years, five, ten years. I remember when I taught in a school in Chichester as a little village school. And back then, it's a bit old, like ten years ago, they didn't have any black people down there. And I remember going to the school and I remember a little girl uh, called India. She looked at my hand and then she turned to that side. I think the concept of white was dark there and it was white there. And then she just went, oh, why are you burnt, miss? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. And I walked into the school and that was 10 years ago and there was no diversity books. There was nothing that brought any kind of or children that were different, whether they had glasses, whether they had a disability, whether they're in a wheelchair. So literally I sent out a, a letter to the, to the parents and said, right, the new, hi, I'm the new teacher. The new, the new subject is called Children Around the World. Oh, <laughs> we did food and everything. I, I ordered new books. Um, all of that takes being educated that it's fine. They're still a human being and they're still a person and they still want to be your friend. We just need to embrace that. Because what is normal? I remember when I first started to have, um, it was literally just about, I think, four years or five years ago, my brand, my eyes started to get really, really lighter. And then all of a sudden, I woke up one morning and boom, I had no pigment, literally, around my eyes and above my eyelid. And I had, um, it's called, um, I think, Ligo that I, ha- I had and where the pigment just goes and at first I thought oh my goodness what are people going to think my eyelashes have gone white my skin's gone white I'm not beautiful anymore and you go through the like ah, ah, ah. and then I just thought you know and I remember sort of telling my mum she's like oh my god you might have to wear sunglasses all the time I'm like no I'm not gonna hide this I'm gonna embrace this and that's exactly, and now it's part of everyday life. You know, I just, I look at it and I wake up in the mirror and I don't even think about it anymore. And it's about embracing it when people like look. So they look and then sometimes I look again, like, oh God. Because I've seen people that have had it down their face and there's models that have got it all over their oh, neck. Yes. They have to carry on with their life. We have to embrace it. We need to understand, oh, what is it that you've got? Oh, right, it's a pigment. Oh, Okay. Beauty comes in all forms of shapes, sizes, colours. Colours. There is not one beauty. There is no one beauty. Beauty, But who decides what's beautiful anyway? The decision is, again, by the peoples of how their thoughts have been fed, whether it's fed by social media, whether it's fed by what they read and take in or what music they listen to or what they watch or who they associate with, with, that's where the bullying or the negativity will start to come out. It is, it is, it is fabulous to meet you. This top five fabulous things uh, was actually, one was actually when I got married. Right. That was actually fabulous because that opened the doors to a lot of different things. Right. So that was, although it ended negatively, it was very positive in the beginning because by, by me getting married and we were a very good friend and we loved traveling, the second fabulous thing was that we were able to travel quite a lot of Asia and actually live in a fabulous country called Hong Kong. 
And I, we were there for the most historical event of the handover, where the British hand back over to China. So that was a very fabulous, monumental event of history that I was part of. Wow. So that was absolutely amazing. I mean, living in Hong Kong, it was just a, I've never experienced anything like it. The sounds, the smells, the people. I mean, it's like a colony of ants just like everywhere, just everywhere. Fast, fast, fast. I mean, you think that London's fast. It's not really fast compared to Hong Kong. So I think that was the president's of setting of, you know, running around like a ferret. But food, oh my God, everything is fresh. Every They believe in like fish that you have to catch it fresh and then it's on your plate. So you never see in a market dead fishes that are just on ice blocks. They're just bubbling, but they're in a tank of water and you go, oh, I think I'll have that one. And boom, it's on your plate. <laughs> That's incredible. So, so, and the sounds and the it was like a, it was like a, a a jewel in the night. It was like a crown of jewels that would glow and come alive at night time. It was lovely to learn Cantonese. It was I used to I actually ran a women's group out there, and I had like Taiwanese women, and we used to have Taiwanese tea, a Japanese women, and it opened the door to travel for quite a lot of Asia. So the fabulousness started from that point. So number one, it was actually marriage. because I was able to do that. We were able to do that together. Two, living in Hong Kong. I think um, three, probably when my first nephew was born, because it was like extension to our family. Yes. He was so cute. Coming back, the fabulousness of when I did come back to London, just meeting new sets of people. And new friends. So even the divorce had a knock-on effect of positivity. Because if I was a divorce, I would have met all these fabulous new people. <laughs> but, but that's exactly right. And actually, it's funny that you say that because that's one of the tenets actually of fabulosity. And that is that, you know, it's it's embracing, loving and trusting all things that have happened in your life. The good, yeah. the, you know, and the bad yeah. and the terrible and the horrible and the beautiful. And not to really yeah. judge it. it. It just is. And it's all meant to be. It all makes you who yeah. you are. And it's all uh, absolutely it shapes you as a person it shapes your character you know and it opens the doors for opportunities you sometimes have to learn to sit back because not everything needs a reaction and be patient wait and then without you unexpected boom it's like like a butterfly don't be quite chasing the butterfly can never catch it if you stand still and it Butterfly lands on you, you're really surprised. That's the open door of opportunities. Whether it's a job, a new friend, going to a new place, meeting a new relationship, that's what happens. You don't go and chase those things. Be patient, just wait. And you don't need to react to every negative thing that happens. You know, embrace those things, allow it to shape you. I remember thinking, I've got to, you know, I hope I can be humbled by my divorce. I hope I know when I view and I think about other women, what they go through, I can be more empathetic. And again, as I said in the beginning, having qualities that maybe we have, but we never had the opportunity to use. So 
I, I love that so much. Next. And your point about not everything needs a reaction. I, I so no. need to learn that. I, I think that's yeah. that's a fantastic yeah. thing to remember. That's good for relationships as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Some things you just need to leave because we have to deal with external stuff, just life, just negativity in the news. When you're at work, you might get pressure from your bosses kids at school they're getting la 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 from the other teachers or from their friends and then time everybody comes home at dinner and then everyone's like oh how was your day oh I don't want to talk oh you know how to no worries because we get days like that it's not like that every day no you know so the odd days that it happens just maybe just let it go it was a continuous thing well, conversation needs to be happening <laughs> But, you know, it, and that's just with life. You just take it as, as it comes, one day at a time. Did you have a couple more fabulous things? Being by the sea and walking by the sea every day and the smell of the sea air, the sounds of the seagulls, the smells of fish and chips, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, my goodness. Every time I go back, I love that. Um, Sammy, what's your view on midlife? Absolutely love it. I know you're probably thinking this girl's far too positive. No, no I love really it. Really do. I, love, I it. love it. Half of a hundred. Whoa. You know why I love it? Everything I relate to age is good. Mature cheese, wine that's aged, whiskey that's aged. It's all good. <laughs> You know, people pay loads of money for aged wine, aged whiskey, um, maturity. And I I got to a stage where I'm like, I don't give a what people think. This is who I am. You take it or leave it. I say what I think. I'm not scared of saying what I think. I'm not shy of saying what I think when I come to this 58, you know, the age of 50. And I feel kind of fulfilled in a way, if you know what I mean. I feel that all the experiences, all the five things, my things we talked about, the tra- the marriage, the traveling, the meeting fabulous people around the world, which I really have, you know, throughout my traveling and throughout living in Asia, I've met some like top people that I've been very privileged to meet. Um, and all that is memories. And memories, when you create memories, and you create a story and you come to midlife, it's a lovely feeling that I've, I've had a really good life, you know, even with the, with, with the ups and downs. The majority of it, it's been, it's been fantastic. So being mid-50s, mid-life, I actually love it. I feel that I'm glowing. I'm just, it is who I am. You know, I go to the perimenal. That's a new experience. I'm taking on that experience. Again, that's a, that's a body telling me I'm now changed into the next phase of life. You know, when you're a teenager, the spots and everything else, it's another phase. You come out of that. And then now with the 50s, we're going through the, the next phase, the fabulous phase of I'm, you know, I'm this is who I am phase. And I'm going to embrace it. 
I'm so glad you said that. And that positive <laughs> view of midlife is so refreshing, of course. And um, before I go on to that, your point about that you've met fabulous people around the world. Of course, you will have met fabulous people around the world because you are fabulous. And fabulous people will attract fabulous people. One thing, because it's a fabulosity is about energy. It's about being open, about being loving, about being adventurous, about exploring. And I think if you put out that positive energy, you will get the positive energy back most of the time. Not always, of course, but I, yes. you know, I think that's that's important to note. So what we put out, we're going to get back. And that's why you yeah. attracted amazing people because you just are so amazing, Sammy. Oh, well, that's really kind of you. You're one of the amazing people that I've been attracted to. Okay, this is it. Because I didn't, as I said, you know, you too, sort of meeting you and uh, uh, meeting your family. I know we haven't spent this amount of time in really talking and to get to know, but I always feel welcome when I come down to Devon. I always say as well that it's important in life to be a good host, but it's also important to be a good guest. And you are a yes. very good guest because oh, you make the effort you. of, you know, you meet people, you say hello to people, you greet them, you get to know yes. them. Coming together, sharing together, uh, nurturing each other, you know, embracing each other with different, everyone bringing food and wine and laughter and sharing. And it's just so lovely. And what I like about Devon as well is the age groups it goes from the young to the mid to the old I love that that we're involved together no one's left out the old ones are not left out the young ones are not left out we all come together and I always remember I think even I think it's my mum saying that you know it's it's a village that raises a child and I like that concept that a village embraces us it's very important to become part of a, a kind of village in a way then you look out for each other it's so important and that was also part of the fabulous to meet you mission it didn't start out like that but what what I've realized is is a side effect of this podcast is showing people that it's it is easy to meet people it, yes it's, it's as simple as saying hello I'd yes. like to meet you can we go for coffee exactly and, the thing that happens around that is, is you do build a community and the world yes. is hankering for community. You know, during the yes. whole COVID thing, the thing we missed the most was being able to hang out with people and we missed people yes. and we yes. hankering for, um, for, for, for communities of, of doing things together and the old and the young and, and sort of mixing it all up. And so, you know, this post, this podcast is about that. Go out, extend your hand, meet people, bring Definitely. them in. And as women, and particularly in midlife as well, this is our opportunity to create new babies. You know, yes. we've had our, our babies, yes. we've birthed them, they're growing yes. up now, they've all left. But let's create new babies. Let's create yes. communities. Because why do we have yeah. loneliness still? Why do we? I have know. Loneliness? I don't understand that. No. So, so create, we need to create communities, bring all the lonely people, yes. all the, you know, the elderly, the young, everybody together, yes. moms, all the people that need support. The village yes. the community raises the children and, and it's, it's so much richer for everybody. That's how we should be living like the old days. That's how we yes. all used to live in communities. Yes. Yes. No, I know. I definitely say I'm into that. And I, and I don't understand why there should be loneliness. I think, you know, reaching out, just a smile, 
can make someone's day if you're lining up in the queue to get your coffee and the person behind you. I know it was literally, um, it happened on Friday. So my colleague and I, we were just walking to, to go and get some lunch. We just popped into Waitrose. And as we were walking through the car park, a lady with her trolley, she just stopped and, because it's the kind of thing that I would do, she went, oh my goodness, I love your shoes. And I'm and it's so nice again she was older old lady she stopped to do that and I often do that as well if I'm like in a changing room or I see something nice in the lady or all the guys at work I love that title it's fabulous you I love that dress it's so nice to tell and people are not expecting that because they don't know who you are it's just a passing comment so a smile acknowledgement you know um little things like that can make a difference a guy I remember he had a, the, a Shanghai Tang bag and I went oh my god he associated me to Hong Kong because I said oh my goodness he looked at me and I just went oh, Shanghai Tang I just come from Hong Kong he's like really I have a business in China before you know it we were chatting we were on the same plane he invited me to first class we chatted all the way he had a driver that was able to drop me off to my hotel just talked about his family his wife his children and all it was because I went I love your bag I love that bag Shanghai Tang. it's so easy <laughs> it's so easy so we can all use compliments to you know, open up conversations with strangers and strangers soon become friends. And you just never know. It always never know. (laughs) I love that so much. And Samia, I just wanted to make that point, what you said earlier as well, that midlife you said is a different phase. And I love that so much because that's how I view it as well. I view midlife as a portal. And it's so important to, to understand that it is a portal or a new phase and you are a different person to then when you were younger, you have a different body, you have different desires, you look different, you wear different clothes because that's right. Suited you in your twenties. Don't look. That's right. Anyway, you're completely different now. So just embrace that. And so, and also I think that we forget the pains of of youth don't we we like you said you get pimples yes. when you're young we forget that yes. stage has got its own negative things. yes so it's that's not right midlife and aging that's got its bad things we, we no exactly everywhere that's true because when, when you were younger you were inexperienced when you were a teenager when you were young you experienced emotions in a different way because you might not able to verbally learn how to communicate when you're older and you're midlife, the communication should be so much easier. I mean, you're, you embrace expressing yourself. You want to express yourself. You know, everything about you changes for the better. You know, your skin is glowing, even though it's getting older. You're embracing it. You're thinking, God, this is who I am. I'm a mature woman. I can, you know, I, I'm learning. I've learned from my years of my experience, you know, and then you pass that wisdom on to the new lot of generation. But then they're also helping me as well, you know, at work. I don't have children, but I have so many daughters at work who are embracing me, that come to me and and ask me and talk about all sorts of things. They go, oh, I can't talk about that to my mum, but I can talk about it to you, although you're my mum's age. (laughs) Because you're you're confident in yourself, aren't you, when you get to this, uh, when you should be, hopefully, when you get to this age. 
We should yeah, not hear you. Exactly. But I, I also hear varying uh, accounts on that. Some people find that they are a lot more confident. Other people feel that they're less confident now and they're more anxious and that right. kind of thing. So it's different for, for, for various people. And I think, you know, there's also this terrible thing, you know, where everybody's showing you that, you know, it's the coolest thing to be young, thin and beautiful. And if you're not yeah. young, thin or beautiful, then your life is over. And well, may I say that people, some people believe that. Yes. You know, you know, and, and I think we want to stamp out that belief because it's really not true. Fabulosity comes in all different guises. And it's the point is to embrace who you are and just, you know, highlight everything that's great, camouflage and downplay everything that's not so great and just live. Your body starts to change. I'm, I'm noticing that already. You know, I used to be like, you know, young and slim and everything else. And, and now you put more weight because your metabolism is slowing down. It's your body's way of changing it's like the butterfly well before it becomes a butterfly the caterpillar then it gets into the cocoon and it's there for a long while until it sheds its skin to the new form of life and that's how I see myself is that I'm going through this this, the shedding stage the you know you know putting a little bit more more weight the metabolism is slower that's fine because I educated myself on it I read up about it this is who I am at the moment you know and then when I come out of of uh the menopause I'm sure I'll come to this beautiful butterfly again whatever shape or form or size I really don't care (laughs) once I'm healthy that's more important so I don't allow anyone or anybody or anything or any social media to dictate who I should be. I am who I am because this is what I want to be and my personality. And that's the beautiful thing about being midlife as well. I know, unfortunately, some people might feel that they're less confident, but for me, for me personally, it is confidence because I don't allow people to dictate what I should be, what I should wear, how I should look, um, what weight I should be. I don't because it's about me. Because if my exuberant and joy makes me feel good in this shape, then this is who it is. If, if women feel that they're losing that confidence, well, put it back in. That's Only right. you own the confidence. No one else. You own it. You put it back in. Don't allow anyone to take out. You don't want to be a Sahara desert. You want to replenish the water. You want to be dried and shriveled up and negative. Oh, my God, I can't. I'm scared. You know, get back that vigor and vim again. So replenish the water by saying, oh, my goodness, five things I'm fabulous and, and grateful for this morning. A, I woke up and I actually feel fine today. <laughs> B, I have a roof over my head. C, I have a job, I have food on the plate, and I have an amazing people that I can that I can call my good friends, you know? And plus, I'm looking great today. You know, I've washed and blow dried my hair, looking really good, have my nails done. And the days that you don't, that's okay because, you know, you can have it the other day. It's still fabulous. (laughs) So you have to replenish your confidence. You know, if you feel you're you're losing your confidence, it's only up to you to put that back in. And that will happen, as I said to you in the beginning, about what you surround yourself with, who you surround yourself with, what you feed your mind with 
what you listen to, what you read, that's part of the confidence. Confidence is a building block. You're having to build, 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 build. If you start pulling bricks down and it starts coming away, then you start to lose it. So at midlife, this should be the confidence building. It's a work in progress. Oh, Sammy, that's an amazing <laughs> point to end our amazing conversation. Good. Thank you it's for having me. Fabulous to meet you. Do, 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 do.